How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to the Little Things with Mitch and Jake. Jake, putting you on the spot. Joke of the day. Give it to me. Let's go. Joke of the day. I don't have anything, man. Oh, uh, nothing. All right, I'll give you. An, I'll give you a knock knock joke, uh, real quick. You got to think of something. You got to think of something, all right? And maybe it needs to be a college story we had. Just a funny one. Just a, you know, just a real knee slapper. All right. Uh, knock knock. Who's there? Cargo. Cargo who? Cargo beep beep. My first and second graders love it, Jake. You got to think that's a lot more fun. See, that's the thing about it, man. Like, I can sit here and tell lame jokes on this podcast and pe- people think I'm lame. But if I tell them in an elementary class, I am an absolute hit. I like that, dude. That's pretty good. They call me hip. I, I think is what the high school kids are calling me these days is hip. Is that what it is? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's hip. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask some of your... Uh... Your uh, Florence Henry uh, Falcons, Flyers, all that stuff. I'm gonna ask you. A few just of those come. Students. All you have to do is be like, "Do you think Reed's hip?" And they'll say, uh, "What's that?" And you'd be like, "You know, hip." And they'll say, "Absolutely, he is hip." You might look hip, but I don't know about if you're hip. <laughs> all right, what do we got for a college story? You got you gotta let listeners kind of get into this college now. story. The one that comes to mind right away. Uh, so Mitch and I played college basketball at Dakota Wesleyan. The very first week that we're there, listeners, we're playing in an open gym, and Mitch reads out on the floor, and uh, Preston Broughton, an All-American, comes flying flying down the court, and Mitch is about a six-foot on a good day, 160-pound freshman, on the block there with Preston Broughton, a three-time All-American, coming at him. Anyway, long story short, Mitch sits there and is ready to take a charge, right? Mitch takes off, or Preston takes off from about the second hash, jumps over Mitch, and dunks the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that didn't happen. We were playing NBA Live, and he did that with uh, Kobe. I had the the perfect angle of it. I was behind the play a little bit, and I at one point, literally, Preston's legs were spread out, and Mitch was right in between his legs, standing straight up with a big old grin on his face. Here's the thing about it. In high school, I knew three people that could touch the rim. And then I get out there and jog out and just get, you know, pull my shorts up, pull my, you know, push my goggles up, and then I'm ready to go. Oh, man. I will never forget that, dude. The, you were smiling mid-play as the dude was jumping over you. It was pretty, pretty epic. It was pretty well, hip, great. I should say. It was hip. So I think what we should do is move on with the podcast. So. That's fair. Throughout this season, we are going to talk about things that make life meaningful. The folks at Northwestern Mutual strive on helping you to find those things. Certified financial planner Luke Bruns has been with Northwestern Mutual since 2009. He strives to protect what matters most for your family. For more information, contact us at thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life, and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. The question today, what makes a meaningful life? The answer to that question, leaving no 
regrets. I look at regrets all the time. Back to high school, back to college, different decisions that were made. Jake, what do you got here? Trying to take charges. Um, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a good one, man. The big R word, regret. One thing that I think all of us do, and the one thing that we don't want to go through life with. To be quite honest, uh, uh, regret's gonna be a good one, and it means something different. I think what's gonna be uh, uh, a sh- to shed some light uh, through our listeners here. I think it's gonna be common that we all go through life with some form of regret. And each of our stories is a little bit different in in the things that we do regret. So I'm curious to dive in and um, honestly to gain a little bit of your perspective on it and, and talk through it. I always think mountains that we overcome and hills that we overcome, adversity and challenges. What I think about when I think regret is I think about mountains and hills that we overcome. And the thing about problems in our life is when we overcome them, we get this sense of self-esteem and, and motivation, and it pushes us downhill. It's like taking a bike down a mountain and going. You're, you've got, you're flying high. You achieve a lot of things. You have that confidence. The thing with regret that becomes a problem is as soon as you pick up speed down a mountain, that regret jumps right in front of you. It's not, it's not just a mountain. It's a mountain range, and all of a sudden you're going right back up the hill because it's something that continues to pick up. Does that make any sense? Yeah, dude. I I really like that connotation. Is that something yeah. you just thought you know, of right my there? Head, on the I've spot? got a lot of things that go on in there and yeah, I just and you know when I took that charge from Preston Broughton, I was thinking about something completely different. That's why I was laughing. It wasn't because I just got dunked <laughs> over. You know, there's just a lot of things going through my mind and yeah, I just kinda spitballed that one. When you have uh, when you have a light bulb off for you, Mitch, you being the hip uh, the hip superintendent you are, multiple light Amen, bulbs brother. going off at once. But uh, what I think about and, and is similar to that connotation is uh, a video that I watch quite frequently, actually, and I ended up writing a blog post about it on It's Just Jake. Uh, it's a quick speech that Matthew McConaughey gave at uh, college commencement, and one of his lines in there is, turn the page, get off the ride, you are the author of the book of your life. And to dive in a little bit and tie that into regret, when he says turn the page and get off the ride, he's saying that exact thing that you just went through. Like when you pass a moment in your life and you you make it over a, a mountaintop in your life, like that is now in your past. It is now uh, behind you. It's something that you can't change. You can't control. You can only continue on the journey. So what he's saying there is is turning the page is make decisions and then move forward you know move forward with your decisions it's it's not the circumstances and the decisions that you make it's it's what you decide to do with those decisions and get off the ride it's to me people get caught in this endless loop of of cycles and routines and and coasting through life and always looking back you know whether it's the glory days or or certain regrets that they have they're always looking back it's like get off that ride get off the the endless loop and and just live your life and that's what i think about so jake why do we regret things why are we not able to put them aside and just move forward i think we regret things because it's so easy to look back it's easy to look into the past and and go back to prior experiences that you've been a part of 
you know, it's it's a little bit more difficult to look into the future, in my opinion, and, and predict and and see yourself and in, in the decisions that you're making in the future. But it's easy to look back because you're just you're pulling from your memory. And with that comes, you know, good memories and highlight reels and stuff that you've accomplished, but also things that haven't gone the right way and, and wrong decisions that you've made and um you know trying to take charges on dunks so it's it's easy to look back because you're pulling from memory and that's where a lot of regrets come from and i think it's our brain's a really funny thing it just it works psychology is just an interesting concept to me i really enjoyed teaching it i mean that's where this whole project came from but just the human brain is just a very complex um system and we're always constantly told to look in the past in in certain situations whether it's to help us to grow to to help us cope i I look at an example at a funeral i mean the prayer service you know you talk you talk with the family you talk with a group of people what are they talking about they're talking about good memories they're talking about the past and they want you to remember those and they want those memories to be used to help cope and move forward but we can't look back at regrets because we get stuck in them. You know, I think our brain, in especially in situations of, of need and uh, adversity and stress, I think it just automatically goes there. I don't know if there's a lot that we can do, and a lot of that might be re- regret. It also might be some good things that come about and help to, to push us forward as well. So I think we do look back at the good, the bad, the ugly, and that's just – I think it's a psychological deal more than anything. Sure. And and you nailed it, dude. The the brain is so complex and that's what we've we've harped on that quite a bit through prior episodes is is a mindset and just how powerful your mindset could be. And I liked the funeral connotation. Um, not to go too deep in on it, but, uh, you know, they call funerals celebrations. You're celebrating someone's life and you're celebrating those memories. And when you look back and look at regret those certainly aren't celebrations. Those are looking back at negative outcomes and things that didn't go the right way. And it, it's tough because the the negative, you know, the negative connotations and things that you tie to life experiences and and regrets and decisions, when you hold on to those, you just continuously almost, like I said, go in this endless loop and this endless cycle of, of regret instead of living your life like literally all we have is the present moment right now and we can't change it and it's just that much more important to utilize past regrets um in a positive light and and continue to move forward no i'm right with you here i do got a question i'm going to put you on the spot because i think both are negative and i've met people on both sides of things are you better off living with regret and going back and regretting different decisions that you made and being stuck in that? Are you better off being stuck in the good times, like the glory days and, you know, a guy wearing his high school letterman's jacket when he's 45 years old? What What's better? Like, what, where are you better off at? I'm going to personally answer this, and you're asking, is it better to live in regret or basically in your glory days slash highlight reel? Uh, I'm going to say neither. Personally, I don't think, at least again, personally, I don't think you should live in either. Um, 
and I've talked on this in, in several episodes here along with several posts and just some readings that I've done over time, but we, we don't have the ability to go back and change. You know, there's no, there's no Doc Martin. There's no 88 miles an hour. There's no DeLorean Mitch. We can't go back in time and, and change anything. You know, we just can't do it. So there's, in, in certain references and certain points in our lives, there's just no point in, in looking back to try and change those things because we simply can't. And sure, the highlight reels and the glory days were fun, man. You know, like those eight threes that you hit against Warner, you know, like... like Amen, brother. Amen, <laughs> I brother. I mean, those eight threes were uh, amazing. And, and, and the beauty of it is you had that opportunity and you had that big game. Um, and it's awesome to look back and, and reflect and joke on it. You know, but uh, the matter of the fact remains, you can't go back to that 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 hot, sweaty gym back in in 2007 either. I mean, you just can't go back to it. So, to answer your question, I think we need to be as present and live in the moment, each moment that we have, as much as possible. And that doesn't reference living in regret or a highlight reel. So, what role does regret? We just talked quite a bit about it here in the first handful of minutes here in this podcast. What role does regret play in a person's success and failures? I think regret plays a role in in how it's viewed. So for me personally, and like I mentioned, we all have regrets. I have certain regrets as well too, but I utilize my regrets as a learning tool. Um, past decisions that I've made, um, things that didn't go the right way, uh, Sure. Do I wish I maybe maybe would have looked at things uh, in a little bit, you know, higher level overview, and and maybe made some more calculated decisions? Sure. But also those decisions proved to be key points in my life, and I've I've turned around and I've learned from those. And you know, right now talking about living presently, I couldn't be happier, Mitch. And without utilizing the those decisions and my quote-unquote regrets as as a learning tool and, and taking things from it, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. The biggest thing when you regret and you have a problem that you're facing and you're struggling with it and you've made a decision that has put you in this situation, I think the biggest thing is just we struggle to get out of that hole that we've dug. And a lot of us can't get out. And when we do get out, it's like we fall right back in. And it, it's just a pit. And... It's tough for us to get back to what we know is normal. I think that's the biggest thing that plays a role in our, our failures, our successes. We can look back and be able to to not make that same mistake and continue to move forward. But when we're talking regret and we're talking failure, I think it's tough to even get back to the point in where you started. I think that's why regret has such a negative connotation because there's more people that can't get back to normal than there are that, hey, I've made this mistake, this is what's happened, I won't allow that to happen, let's move forward. And that's kind of where regret gets such a negative deal. I mean, if a mindset was different in everyone that had a regret, had that mindset like, okay, this happened, let me move forward, I don't think it would be such a negative thing. But when we look at regret, we see people in our lives that have had regret, they've admitted it. And it's always a negative thing yeah that's that's a good twist on it and i want to gain your perspective on something here mitch you mentioned it there obviously with failures and and regret what 
why why do people of any age whether it's kids young adults uh you know grown-ups why why do they get stuck in those moments of failure why why do people feel stuck and and live through their regrets why can't they why can't they get out of that loop out of that cycle why why do they stay stuck it's the same thing that I mean, again, it goes back to psychology and how our brain perceives things. I've brought this up in a past episode. I'm not sure which one it was. But talking with our staff, our our teachers at Florence, it's like when a positive thing happens and a negative thing happens in the same day, which one do you remember? Yeah, most would say a negative. Oh, I would say a high amount of people would Mm -hmm. say the negative because that just overtakes that emotion. That chemical in our brain completely overtakes everything else. And I think that that's what happens, and we, we dwell on it. Because when we have a regret, Jake, it is something that sticks with us. It's not just something negative that happens into our life. It is something that we can relate to our everyday life, and things that we see each and every day help us to bring it up. Well, I, wouldn't sh- I shouldn't say help because it's not something we want brought up, but they, there's constant reminders in our day. That's what creates a regret. It we're, we're we're constantly reminded of that mistake or that decision that we made, and we can relate it to everyday life. And if we were able to do that with the positives, the positive reinforcement, it would completely change everything. But we don't do that. Our brain doesn't do that. Our brain does not stick the good decisions that we make and the success. It does not stick it to everyday life, and it doesn't constantly come up either. Which I find super, super interesting because like, like you said, the, the brain is such a complex thing and you're completely right. Like it's almost, sadly, it's almost human nature to, to lean towards that negative outcome and whatnot. But the brain also produces dopamine and with dopamine, you know, when you're doing something fun or exciting or, or thrilling or you get that jolt of energy, your body's producing dopamine and dopamine is a good thing so when when people do that when they lean on the negative negativity and the regrets and and whatnot if you're gonna look back mitch why not look back at the positives and and what you learned and and you know to tie it into what you said there get get a get a sense of relief or a sense of growth or a sense of purpose or or some dopamine you know from the good memories you know instead of of leaning towards that negative side it's just i don't know it's i mean, maybe i'm spitballing here but it's just kind of wild that that we do tend to lean towards the negative side even though a rush of dopamine or or that rush of satisfaction feels a lot better in my opinion so I think this question kind of goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about. How does one forget about the regrets of life and move forward? How does one forget about regrets in life and move forward? <laughs> I, I don't know if this is going to be put way too simply, but you simply don't have a choice other than to move forward. You know, like I mentioned, there's there's no DeLorean. We 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 can't go back it's easy to pull from memory but we can't go back and change literally we can't go back and change any decisions um situations we put ourselves in because there's just no ability to like all we have is right now 
And in order to move forward, I think you have to accept some of those failures. I think that's a big portion of, of moving forward and moving on is accepting that you made a wrong decision at some point in your life. And you simply need to um, admit failure, ad admit your mistake, accept it and learn and grow from it and move on. You know, so to, to answer your question, are regrets tough to forget? Absolutely. But I think if you if you shift your perspective and you shift your mindset on them, it makes it a little bit easier to move forward. Um, and, and with that, you, you simply don't have a choice. Welcome to the school of hard knocks, man. I think that's yeah. <laughs> probably the the biggest thing here is life goes on and doesn't stop. I've, I have a couple examples of that in the last couple of weeks because, I mean, we've talked in this podcast all the time that we're we're trying to leave a legacy and what happens when we're gone what are we going to leave behind you and yeah the, your loved ones are going to remember and there's going to be things that you leave behind but the fact of the matter is we, life doesn't stop it does not stop I mean look at Kobe Bryant and his passing I mean it just doesn't stop I mean life is still going on and do we talk about him do we remember I'm sure but it doesn't stop and I think that's tough for some of us to remember you know, and, and 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 that's death. But I don't know if living in regret in that deep hole, in that dark hole, they're very relatable. They're very relatable. And when you're living in that and self-pity and feeling sorry for yourself, life moves on. The people around you move on. And you either go with them and you move with the times or you're back in your hole and you're left behind in the dust. And I just I, I think it's easy to do that. I think it's easy to to pity ourselves in the situations we're in. I mean, look at where society is in right now. I mean, I think it's really easy to do that. But at the end of the day, if you can put that stuff aside, you work hard, you bring your lunch pail, and you get after it. That's such a a great point, Mitch. Is life moves on, whether you like it or not, whether you accept it or not. Um, you know, here in a week, it's going to be two months already since Kobe passed. You know, like it got a lot of people talking. You saw all the articles and the, the remembrances and the photos and, and the sports center specials and all that. And here it's been two months already and, and life continues on, you know. And if, if, you, if you don't get out of that loop and out of that negative mindset, you're, you're living, you're living in, a, in a world of self-pity and you're staying stuck and you're, you're not moving forward. You know, it's that's a tough place to be. You don't want to be the person that, that mopes around and feels sorry for themselves because you live in such a victim mentality. We've talked about that before, man. So that's that's a good point. Uh, if one thing continues on, it's it's time, that's for sure. So I relate regrets to what ifs a lot. I think we ask that a lot. What if this? What if that? What's the relationship with what ifs and regrets? Uh, when I hear what ifs, it it takes me to the future actually. Then it more than it does take me to the past. I don't know if that's maybe a little odd or different, but when I think of what if, I think you know projecting like what if this happens or what if this virus doesn't slow down or what if I call in sick to school tomorrow? Um, what what if I don't go to work? You know, I I think of what ifs almost in like anticipation. Like what what if I do something? Um, and maybe that throws a wrench in your question, but that's just where my mind takes me to. I think it's two stages. I'm going to try this again. I know we talked about this question prior, and I came up with a terrible answer, and I'm going to try it again. I think what ifs 
I think you're looking for different things to kind of change your output. And when you're doing regrets, I think you're just sulking in the outcome. I think it's two different stages of denial. I think both of them we can struggle with. But when you're asking what if, you're trying to change the outcome of it. And I think regret more is just you're sulking in what has happened. And yeah, do you kind of go back and forth between the two? Yeah, absolutely. But that's kind of where we're at. I think I think they play hand in hand, but they can both be very dangerous and can really turn the lights off, you know, and, and, and make things very dark. I like that, man. That's that, that was a good way to put it, you know. When we talk. Better than the first time. <laughs> well, as far as, as uh, you know, pity and, and sulking and moping around based on regrets, that, it makes me think of a quote that, that I wrote down and read a long time ago. Uh, your future won't be the same as your past unless you bring the past with you. It's your choice. And that's that's big time. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's so good for kids to hear. I always relate those quotes that you bring up because you're a man of quotes, my friend. But I think uh, those are kind of things that kids can relate to as well. And I don't think it happens enough. And again, I think it's a, it's a psychological concept. I think we always bring our past to the table and everyone's got baggage and some heavier than others and we we just tend to bring it with us and a lot of time it defines us a lot of time it's our identity it's true success can be found when we're able to set that stuff at the door and move forward and it's tough to do it's really tough to do because that's what you've known and that's what you've been around and it's tough. You feel naked. You feel vulnerable. And uh, I think when we're able to do that, I think we find a lot of answers about ourselves. Maybe it should be reworded. It, it, maybe it should be your future won't be the same as your past unless you bring your past negative experiences with you. I agree with you that. So I completely you, agree you, with you, that. Yeah, you choose to bring the positive outcomes and, and the good decisions that you made and stuff you've learned um, and, and leave the negativity behind. But I uh, just thought I'd share that with everyone. So I'm glad you brought that up, the, the negative things. Well, can regrets be a good thing? I'll circle back around on this. I think yes, just because, again, this is from personal experience, and I'd love to hear how our listeners kind of tackle the, the big R word, regret. You know, we'll leave our, our email at the end, and it'd be good to hear from everyone. But just from a personal perspective, I, I tie my regrets into learning opportunities. Um, and, and that just goes back to what I went through prior in this episode was I don't have the ability to go back and, and change decisions that I've made um, and regrets that I do have. Um, they also brought me to where I am today. And, and I'm, I'm happy that I went through some of those awful, awful decisions and some of those um, questionable things because I learned from them. I grew from them and it brought me to where I am today. Um, you know, it brought me back to south dakota and it brought me to a, a website and a journey that i'm on and a journey that we're on man with the little things podcast so uh i i just turn my regrets into learning opportunities and choose choose to to shed a positive light on them and i think we we do that a lot and i think you need to do that i i struggle i'd probably say when i have regrets it's always with the time that i spend I always think that is, and I always try at the end of the day to be like, am I going to regret today? Am I going to regret the time I spent at work or at school? Today, am I going to regret the time I spent to myself? 
or today am I going to regret the time I spent with my family? And it's always the time I spent with my family. Always. And um, I'm looking to get better at it. I need to get better. I understand that. But I think that self-evaluation is huge too. I think when you're able to do that on a daily basis and make it, it's easier to make changes. You know how addiction works. I mean, when you've been addicted for how long, how hard is it to change? But when you evaluate every day and you try to make changes that are achievable, rather than look three, four months down the road and be like, holy smokes, I've been, this is a real problem of mine. Um, how am I going to fix this? But you evaluate it every day and you just try to be your best. None of us are perfect. And when we're able to do that, I think uh, I think it changes everything. I like it, man. Be the Be the best version of ourselves i think it's it's such a simple yet such a powerful statement you know um we don't want to live in regret and i think a big thing of that is is trying to live for others and maybe not forging our own path and 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 following our purpose and and the decisions and the the circumstances that we want to put ourselves into sometimes we we live for others and live um live as a person who others think we should be and instead of doing that, I think it's it's super power, powerful to to forge your own path and to follow follow your passions and and pursue your dreams and and be the best version of yourself. I think it's super important. Before the end, we revisit past episodes and include reviews and questions from our audience. We read a few shout-outs as well. Comments from our listeners is sponsored by Stephen Hilgman, a good buddy of ours at the uh, podcast, The Little Things, does a great job for us and has just advocated. And do you, Jake, do you have any uh, uh, shout-outs that you've got? I have one, and I think you're going to enjoy it. A little throwback here, Mitch, talking about, oh, there you go. Talking about college. Um, heard from an old friend of ours uh, named Kayla Paul. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, do you recognize that name? Uh, yeah, the 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 soccer stardom show man they they, <laughs> they were good but uh kayla's an avid listener man um she's commented on a few episodes and specifically uh was looking back on episode 19th where we talked about finding my faith um and she just referenced something real quick that i thought was cool she said um it's like i knew it's like you knew that episode would speak to my soul i couldn't agree more with you guys Faith is about who you surround yourself with that will make or break you. You two are really good at these. Thanks for sharing. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, known Kayla for a long time, and, and we appreciate uh, your support. No, it's cool to follow along and see uh, uh, college friends start families and moving on in that life and transitioning and stuff. So wish you the best, Kayla. I miss you and hope all is well. Um, yeah, thanks for reading that, Jake, with a shout-out. Our last comments are brought to you by Dustin Walraven with Hilliard. He provides commercial cleaning supplies to the folks around Watertown. He's dependable, personable, and will help you to keep your building clean. If you're interested in contacting him or want more information, shoot us an email at thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Jake, last comments on today. I thought uh, it was good. You know, we do this twice a month. It's always fun to uh, finally get on with you and kind of chat. Uh, how'd you think it went? Loved it, man. It's uh, again just another awesome uh, 
confession from a, a young individual and to be able to circle back around and, and give our perspective on it has just been fun, man. Uh, this is episode 20. Episode 20 feels like it's flying, but uh, enjoying every step of the way. And I thought we kept it light today. You know, regret can be kind of a, an interesting topic, and I know that we all go through it. But uh, enjoyed the conversation and would love to hear from you, you listeners out there. Uh, again, thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. We're very active on our Facebook page, The Little Things Podcast. Be sure to connect with us on there, and, and we enjoy your feedback. And this is the last topic, actually, of uh, Chapter 2, What Makes a Meaningful Life. This is our last answer, so we'll get into diving into some more answers. We'll have a special guest on. We're really excited about that one. And, um, yeah, so this this is it for What Makes a Meaningful Life, Jake. Uh, you want to give some contact information to maybe let our uh, viewers reach out? We've got some questions that they need to answer and such. Yeah, Jake at gmail.com. Facebook page, we're, we're very active, um, as well as our personal pages, um, mitch-reed.com and itsjustjake.com. Be sure to connect with us on both of those platforms. We, we love the interaction and the feedback, and you fuel these conversations by, by adding your own stories and your own perspectives. So please reach out, and, and again, thank you so, so much um, for all the support that you guys have provided. Tune in for the next episode. Our question or thing we're going to look at, we're done with what makes a meaningful life. We're going to bring up some uh, some answers that didn't actually make the book. So this is kind of a fun uh, episode that we got. Or actually, Jake, is this question and answer? Are we doing Q and A? Let's do uh, let's do the answers that didn't make it, man. That's that's always fun. We kind of just throw them at each other and and see where it takes us. Let's go that route. All right, let's do that. We did that with chapter or that first season of the podcast. But we'll do that one first, and then we'll do a Q&A after. I think that might be good. So that's where we're at, guys. Uh, we will do the ones that did not make the book. It'll be nice diving into those, so make sure we tune in. And then definitely, let's ask some questions. Let's get them piled up, stockpiled for that Q&A session. Again, Jake gave uh, that email address, uh, thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. So shoot us that way. This is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out mitch-read.com, itsjustjake.com, or purchase cardboard confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.